Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Changing Times podcast, where we talk about anything and everything transformation related. This is your host, Cheesy Dino, and here we are to episode six for season two. So first things first, I'm sure you've all noticed that the link is quite a bit different for this episode. So I'm sure uh, you're going to want some explanations for that. So in that regards, I'm going to go ahead and officially announce that the podcast now has its own official standalone website. So that website, of course, to reach is changingtimes.podbean.com. That is P-O-D-B as in boy, E-A-N dot com. And like I said, as a standalone website, and uh, one of the biggest things that brought about the idea for this was that uh, a lot of people wanted to stream the episodes rather than having to sit there for 30 minutes and download each part of the episode, which comes up to about 100 to 200 megabytes of download space. And that's probably not very recommended for you mobile users out there with your uh, data packages so definitely don't want to run up your data usage and all that to get you over just for your mobile data Um, another thing that's great about this website is that um, another suggestion that was made previously was rss feeds for uh, mobile users so i'd like to gladly announce that alongside with the streaming capabilities for the podcast episodes you can now add the podcast to your rss feeds and not only that but the great thing about podbean is that they do have a itunes app in the app store so if you'd like to download the podbean app you can certainly find the podcast on the app we um simply search for changing times transformation uh, in the app store and you can also see a section on the actual website there where it'll give you some instructions on how to find that and how to download the app through the iTunes nothing just as of yet for Android sadly but I'm sure Podbean will have something not too far down the road hopefully for you Android users so that you can join the club and have a uh, app that you can easily access the podcast and listen for your own pleasure. But don't let that stop you, of course, because whether you're Apple or Android or otherwise, uh, you mobile device users out there can still access the website directly and the site will automatically convert to the mobile version so that you can see the much more streamlined and simplistic version of the desktop site Uh, so that you can still access the streaming service and other features uh, on the site there. So um, again, like I said before, definitely have taken into consideration all your suggestions and advice, and I was happy to be able to put that into action with with the website so that you all can have a much easier and much more controlled way of listening to the podcast and getting your announcements and other features. So uh, again, with that said, uh, there still are some additional features that will be coming out for the new website here. So you'll certainly hear more about that as they are becoming to light. So um, not to rant any longer on the new site here. Uh, so we'll go ahead and move on to the episode now. Uh, this time around, we have brought in two wonderful literature writers here. 
this episode was a little bit more on the focus of the literature side of the transformation community so that we can hear more in depth of what the sort of thought process and experiences are through that channel. Uh, I know I've previously had a few writers here on the podcast, but it wasn't as uh, in-depth or extensive as what this episode will, will perceive. So with that said, um, just the typical recommendations for the podcast here. So if you have any more suggestions or advice for the podcast, uh, I do get messages on the Podbean site, so you can send me a message there. Uh, otherwise, in traditional sense, of course, you can still email me at changingtimespodcast at gmail.com or simply through FA. I still do access FA on an average basis, as well as DA if you choose to do through that channel as well. So uh, certainly different venues to reach me by and uh, won't be shied away from any suggestions or advice, so I will definitely take those into consideration. So uh, with that said, I'll go ahead and let you listen to the episode here. This is the Changing Times podcast, and uh, this is Cheesy. I thank you all for listening in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Everybody, you're listening to the Changing Times podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything transformation related. Uh, tonight we have a uh, two great writers here. Uh, I figured we go ahead and dig a little deeper into the uh, literature aspect of the transformation community, uh, just to see their end of things. So uh, today I have with me uh, Mr. Lycandope, who uh, has his works both on uh, FA and the process forums if you've uh, attended that forum at all. I'm not sure if he has a deviant art. I'll let him speak on that matter if he does. Um, so very welcome to have Mr. Lycandope here to speak about his uh, literature and all. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, totally. And I do have a deviant art account, by the way. It's under a weird name because I actually started that one before any of the other ones, before I even started writing. So All right. it's actually under uh, like Old Dog 77, I believe. I gotcha. Good deal. So, uh, and then my other counterpart here with us tonight is uh, Mr. Fake Man, also a um, novel, well, not a novelist, so literature writer in terms of transformation and uh we can speak about both his works and experiences and all that as well so very welcome to have you here tonight mr fake man 
Hey, good to be here. All right, so let's go ahead and start it off here. Uh, so let's, uh, like all other podcasts, let's start with both your names here. So uh, let's do a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, so we'll start with you, Mr. Dope. How did you come across your name? Uh, my name, uh, you know, kind of made it up because you're like, you want to have something that's somewhat themed, or at least I think that's a, that's a good idea to have anyway. Uh, and I think I spent about a week, honestly, it was kind of embarrassing trying to come up with different cool names. I was much younger back then. <laughs> and, uh, uh, just coming up with different, uh, different themes, different kind of combinations of names and stuff. And, and just kind of, uh, there's no cool story, unfortunately, beyond that. It's just lycanthrope, lycan dope. It kind of went together, kind of make fun of myself a little bit while I was at it. Okay. Is it like like and dope like the dope. like just or is it like like and dope like awesome? No, is like, like and dope is in goofy and kind of you know oddballish. Okay. Uh, okay. So nothing... definitely not dope like uh, yeah. I don't think that would ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> I like, mean, yeah, you're never going to say like that shit's like and dope, yo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, a new trend. <laughs> 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 All right. Good stuff. So uh, why don't we go ahead and uh, talk about your history here, Mr. Fake Man? What you got? Well, basically, I just needed like a pseudonym, and I wanted something that didn't have, you know, like XX dash four twenty blaze it ninety six. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's basically just what I came up with, and I'm surprised that that name is just like readily available. Um, so yeah, that's basically the whole story there. Um, I'm not who I say I am. I'm just a fake man. Okay, no problem. So, uh, hey, great to hear on both of your parts there. So uh, let's go ahead and get to the bigger question here. Uh, so, of course, the big question is, why did you two choose to write instead of, say, draw or what have you? Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, Mr. Lycan Dope. Ah. Um, my answer is pretty simple. Uh, it's whenever I tried to draw growing up, I just couldn't, um, everybody kind of jokes about how they stuck with stick figures. And that was actually pretty much literally all I could ever do growing up was stick figures. My, um, brother and sister are actually pretty good artists, although I don't know if they ever kept going with it, but I figure they got most of the talent and then I, uh, didn't. So... <laughs> Um, then the other sucky thing is that for the longest time, I always wanted to write, except whenever I tried to come up with an idea, it would almost always be something I had just read, which was pretty lame. So it's like, Hey, I got this great idea for this, this, you know, apocalyptic sci-fi. No, I just read that. That was Neuromancer. You know, <laughs> it's just, it was pretty bad. Um, so I, I didn't even really write until gosh, what, four years ago. When I kind of started, so and 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 then recently, ish, I have to kind of add to that. Uh, back in October, I actually started drawing and not doing too terrible at it. So that's been a pleasure. Honestly. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. And what about you, Fake Man? Yeah, I'm, I'm also in the definitely can't draw category. Um, I used to write poetry and stuff, and I oh. suppose I've written a lot for class, um, but 
just in general, I enjoy writing because it's one of those things that you can just like slowly add to over time. So, I mean, you can just kind of put words on a page and then go back and keep rearranging them for weeks and weeks. It's kind of frustrating, though, because it's one of those things that I feel like you never quite finish. So, like, you just keep revising a story over and over again until you're finally just so fed up with it that you can't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha. Okay, cool. No, I'm sorry. I want to jump in. Do you write your stories like single stories over weeks and stuff? Um, a lot of times, yeah. I usually only write about five or six hundred like words a day. I mean, occasionally I'll force myself just to keep going and try to write, you know, a four or five thousand word story in a day. But usually that's just as kind of a personal goal. I usually don't write like all that much in a single sitting just because like after two or three hours of writing, I start getting goofy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, no problem. And uh, I know you've already spoken on your part about uh, you starting drawing uh, back in October, like and dope, but um, say for your, in your case, fake man, uh, or even your case, like and dope, are there times when you wish you had started drawing, uh, you wish you had started drawing, or even times now where you kind of wish that you had started maybe earlier on and to see where you come out now? Um, and probably the better, better question for you, like and dope, is um, do you feel at your state now since you started drawing? Uh, that you maybe should have uh, pursued that sort of endeavor early on and see where that came about. So, uh, um, I'll I'll start. I um I wish I'd done either of them earlier, drawing or writing, um, because as I've started doing both, it's it's turned into a pretty pretty enjoyable hobby. Probably my major ones, especially with the writing. Um, the thing is, I just don't know if I would have been in a good place as far as writing, at least, um, maturity wise, or just being able to put together a plot or everything in a, um, in a cohesive manner. I mean, I mean, maybe it would have been one of those things where it would have come with practice, like most other stuff. It's just, um, uh, just mentally, I can, I, I can see a difference between how I thought and how I, um, figured things from when I was younger to where I am now still, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? It would have been, would have been nice to try and uh, kind of grow from there, but the drawing definitely, I wish I would have been able to start earlier um, because I, I, I really enjoy that separately. Um, and uh, I think that's something that just could have been developed just with more practice and more time. I gotcha. Not yeah. that I'm going to die tomorrow though. I mean, <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Some <laughs> horrific event. Uh, are you so it's interesting you kind of brought up uh starting at an earlier time uh with that with the aspect of uh you may be draw, uh drawing or writing differently so are you saying that you feel uh that maybe at an earlier time that your style would have maybe been a little different yeah i i think so um for one just in how i see the world around me you know and how i see people uh, I, I'm a firm believer in continuously improving throughout life. And, uh, man, I was just a really different person, you know, even 10 years ago. Um, uh, so I, I, I think 
looking at the world through those kind of eyes, I would have seen people and people differently. And uh, I would have just kind of relayed all of that to the reader in a different way. Um, I don't, I don't think, not that I write really super deep characters for a lot of the stories, but I think a, a lot of that would have been portrayed differently. Um, so I don't know. Again, but the drawing is a little bit different. But for writing, yeah, I think that would have affected what I, I should hear. So you kind of feel then that like, um, sort of in that sort of mind that if say a, a person were to start writing at an earlier age that um say you know it starts out maybe a little bit more excitable or very uh what's the word i'm looking for um i guess uh more actiony for lack of better terms and then as like time goes on it starts to mellow out and more mature more uh, sort of uh, perspective like well I, I think it's kind of like with with a lot of the things in life is that um, as you get older you start peeling away layers to everything around you um, when you're very young you only see a certain level of detail to the world you know only and of course it's different for everybody I mean with, with different experiences you young kids can see all kinds of terrible complex things but I mean, typically, you're only seeing just skin deep. And as you get older, you start seeing different things behind all those other layers. And you start um, just just realizing how complex the whole world is around you. Uh, not just the world, but people and their motivations and their emotions. And um, so, yeah, I, I think writing younger probably would have been more flash in the pan kind of thing, where it's just this little short thing, character is more two-dimensional and and not quite as developed or not quite as emotionally aware which again for smut it's kind of hard to say but mm-hmm. i think some of the stories i have <laughs> the characters have a little bit more motivation than just you know sexy times all right <laughs> okay good stuff so yeah that's some interesting things to hear from you um really good way to look at it so I uh, didn't mean to steal the spotlight from you, fake man, but uh, let's go ahead and uh, put the uh, question towards you. Did you kind of feel like maybe early on if you had uh, started drawing or even writing as Lycan Dope had stated uh, that you maybe would have had benefited more now? Yeah, I feel like um, starting earlier, you know, would have been good just because the more you do it, It's one of those things where you become much more self-aware. I mean, it's odd because we all, you know, start writing and we've seen it before and you'll write something and go back. But the more you do it, you start to realize like you have these certain tropes that you use and certain, you know, self problems. I actually really wish that I'd learned to draw more just so I could lay out things kind of in the same style of like a comic or a sequential art strip. It's just this really handy graphic organizer. I mean, I really, really just enjoy sequential art. You know, I love comics and just um, sequences Mm -hmm. that go and progress from one thing to another. And so, like, that's just really hard for me. I mean, I can't even lay out a comic script without, you know, (laughs) looking at something and be like, I I know nothing about this. How big are the borders supposed to be? You know, can we have things that go through the gutters? I don't even know how to lay it out at this point. So I really wish that I had, you know, taken courses on just the basics of drawing. 
but like I've I've got nothing. It's pretty much beyond me at this point. Okay, and um, I know you said uh, you like the uh, sort of wider span of the transformation in terms of like a sequence or a comic, and um, it's interesting you say that because um, I can see where you're coming from in that regard since course with you two being writers and i'm sure um like and dope could probably relate to this as well as far as the wide span view of the whole process um that the aspect that you're both writers that you kind of look at the bigger picture and uh the sort of direction things goes um and i kind of feel the same way in terms of you know you see you see the beginning and you kind of want to see the throughout the, to the end and the whole in between uh, rather than like you say a single pinup where it's like an in-between and you kind of don't know where to go from there so um kind of want to know uh kind of makes me think if uh if that could sort of maybe categorize i guess you could say like r writers since most writers would like to look at the bigger picture if that's kind of like a similarity between a lot of writers and the like Um, yeah, I feel that, I mean, writing's very much a process, too. If I'm understanding the question right, um, I mean, you really kind of have to set up um, a process of change. It's one of those things where, in the beginning, it's very easy. I mean, the first transformation story anyone ever wrote was like, and then John was a wolf. And it's like, well, how do we draw that out any longer? Mm -hmm. And that's basically where all the fun bits come in. Okay. And uh, was there anything you had to add to that, Mike and Dope? No. That, that, that's pretty much the same idea there, yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. No problem. All right. So, and uh, uh, since we're talking a little bit about the whole bigger detail of things, uh, I just wanted to know, with the whole terms of you two writing out the whole transformation process rather than uh, sketching it out as an artist would, uh, do you feel that you can get a deeper meaning or understanding of the character since you sort of have that uh, larger free reign to kind of go into details about that? Uh, so we'll go ahead and start with you, Like and Dope. Um, and of course, all of this is from my perspective, but uh, yes, I, I, I think absolutely. Um, I think by writing, what you have to do is you have to build the whole world that you're going to to describe um you have to describe from beginning to end or whatever your story is you know motivations and and the plots and and everything that's happening around the characters um and and you have to kind of explain why are they doing this or, or what's happening here and um for for any story that's not just a really quick kind of you know, nothing story for anything that has any kind of plot. You, you got to kind of give reasonings for it. You got to, you know, say they went here and they did this and they did that. And if you're writing it well, you're kind of giving uh, a reason for all of that. And um, I think especially compared to to artwork, I mean, you, you have to build up such an, an incredibly complex system um, around everything, uh, depending on the story, of course. but um i mean just for any any decent story 
you have to describe the motivations of the character and, and that as the writer you have to you have to kind of get into the heads of those characters and try to think you know why would i be doing that or why would they be doing that and um it, it kind of really kind of really lets you um understand your characters better especially when they start interacting with other characters in the same story mm-hmm. so, absolutely um and as a contrast and it, of course it varies depending on on what kind of artwork whether it's a comic or a graphic novel or anything but i mean if we're just talking sequences or single art i mean you're it's it's a picture and there may be a whole nother story built behind it or or inside the artist's head um and 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 that's you know that's that's part of writing there i mean that's part of what you're doing for writing but when you present that that picture without it it's you know it's it's the picture i gotcha and um and it's interesting to say that because um, one of the topics I actually spoke to uh, with uh, Kay Libra and um, another individual in particular was uh, the fact of the issue with some artists that some uh, people feel struggle with uh, properly conveying what that picture is trying to uh, um, give off, I guess, for sake of meaning and understanding. Uh, one of the issues that uh, came about when we were speaking to other transformation uh, indiv- um, community individuals alike was that uh, some artists, when you look at a picture, you kind of don't see the direction. So I guess that comes into play the difficulty that artists face as far as uh, what the whole idea with the picture is and where it's going from there that maybe writers have a little bit uh, better grasp at conveying for the viewers and alike. Well, an unfair advantage is what I would call it because we have to. I see. To build the world around it, so it's a little bit unfair. But I mean, there are some artists that that can create a single scene and put a lot of stuff into it. I, I can't remember who it was exactly, but yeah, they they did a scene. It was a revenge one. It was this young lady, I guess, who was um, um, she was an athlete and was in a car accident which there was a little paragraph that described it but there was also little details in the scene that kind of let it known be known and um she was wearing a cloak i believe probably an animal cloak and um starting a transformation and you know the theme was that she was going to take revenge on her um the person that that caused the accident and a lot of that was conveyed in that one single image um and and then a lot of the um, other artists out there, I, I'm I'm bad at pulling names off the top of my head, but like W. <laughs> for example, he does the single character things. And he puts a lot of emotions into the into the characters. Um, it's just as writers, we you know we have to come up with a whole ton of things. Um, mm. It doesn't doesn't put down art as it as it is, but for for here as far as the understanding of characters, it's we. A big difference in what has to be done. I see. I got gotcha. you. And uh, what about you, Fake Man? What are your thoughts on this? It's kind of an apples oranges things with me. Um, so, like, writing generally takes a lot longer to digest for the person consuming the media. So, like, when someone reads, you know, going to be sitting there for quite a long time, but they generally focus 
on, you know, just one point. They kind of go through it like a record player playing something. Uh, visual art, however, is kind of weird because, you know, if someone spent a similar amount of time just looking at one piece, I mean, a lot of times it's, it's very difficult. You have to have a very dense work. But sometimes people can put in a lot more characterization in work. You just don't, um, I don't know, get that a lot unless you have something sequential, which kind of blends the two together. But I mean, it's one of those like a picture is worth a thousand words and a word is worth a thousand pictures. Like they just don't translate well to each other. So you can really give a character great characterization and just, you know, a single image, you know, you could have someone, you know, look, you know, furious, happy, hungry, any of this, and it just comes through immediately. Whereas, you know, in a story, you kind of have to uh, lead in unless you have some kind of like exposition dump. And a lot of times illustrate what the character is by showing them doing things. Whereas like in an image, you can just have this sudden visceral connection with them. But at the same time, it's much harder to have this emotional depth. I completely agree with Lycan Dope in that sake, where we have to give more characteristics and actions that define a character. A lot of times with visual art, you need something symbolic that, you know, represents more. So, you know, if a character was, you know, transforming and uh, like accidentally clawing at their chest, you know, this suggests that they are this kind of self-tortured character. Um, as opposed to someone, you know, with a goofy grin on, would show you something completely different. Mm-hmm. Okay. I gotcha. So, uh, I know you guys kind of answered my next question here, but um, I know you're saying it's difficult to kind of uh, be able to convey that aspect in writing with uh, playing out the characters and these sort of details that go into actions here. Um, so do you feel that in addition to that sort of difficulty in the writing stages of uh, presenting the transformation and the lead ups and the uh, sort of um, after climax or the drop off after the climax of the story that it comes uh, sort of a challenge as well in writing that in terms of like putting in too much? Um, so what do we think about that like and dope? Um, so I'm sorry. So whether it's a, whether it's more difficult to present it as a written piece or whether it's, what are the challenges in presenting? Uh, either or. Yeah. Um, I think, um, oh, and I don't know if this is comparison for, for art, uh, artists, but for writing, you have kind of a, um, kind of an obligation to, to describe things, um, yeah, unless your story calls for it, but from one point to another. And you have to really make it fluid for the reader so that they stay with the story. Uh, you, 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 if you jump around a lot, it's going to cause the reader a problem. They're either going to not like it or they're going to get confused or something's going to happen. So with writing, you have to flow from one moment to the next. And it's, it makes it incredibly difficult sometimes to... Well, for one, um, just describe what's happening in a in a manner that that works um, for the situation as well as for the reader, but then also for later stories to keep it from being too uh, repetitive. 
because I, uh, after quite a few of these stories, it, it becomes kind of difficult to differentiate between some of them sometimes because all right, how many different ways can you describe somebody transforming or, uh, or something similar? I mean, it, it becomes a little bit, a little bit uh, worrisome. Um, thankfully, there's many species you can work with and situations that kind of change it up and, and add things to it. But there's there's a lot of work that goes into starting from from the beginning of when whenever whatever it's is is going to happen to describing all the little incremental changes that gets you to the final point. Um, all of the things from the sounds and, and the the feelings and the emotions and the all of that together. Uh, different layers of the transformation and what's happening um, it has to be conveyed to the reader all in once, all in something that can be read easily and digested without getting bogged down or lost or, or at what stage are they on mm-hmm. uh, versus a sequence of, of pictures, for example, which, and I'm not, not going to rag on any of my artist friends because I think that the amount of time put into a lot of these drawings are are incredible, um, especially the amount of detail and the amount of everything. Um, it takes a, a huge amount of, of time and artistry and and work to create the sequences. I think it's just again, kind of like Fake Man said, it's it's kind of apples and oranges. Um, one where you have to. Uh, create the flavor of the world and describe it describe it in a way that that flows versus the artist having to um, spend the time and you know do all the correct dimensions and and all of the technical detail but then as well kind of imbue it with the emotions of the characters feeling but they're snapshots of parts you can skip in artists in, in artwork you can skip from one sequence to the next so it's you know uh, beginning mid end or how many other sequences you have and you don't have to describe hardly anything that's happening you, you just show it you just show what's happening and um, I think it's quite different and perhaps it's just me from the uh, from the writer standpoint because um, that's what I know but I think in a lot of ways it's but well, no I can't even say that because like I said Doing the actual good artwork is is complicated and difficult, um, difficult and very different reasons, which is mm-hmm. kind of a, um, um, a lame answer there, I think. But I, I think correct, mm-hmm. it's difficult for different reasons. Um, and I would say that um, writing prevent, presents a number of unique and challenging aspects. I got you. And uh, what about you, Fake Man? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, details really difficult to do in writing without writing some kind of very strange art piece. So the more words that you put in describing one thing, the longer that someone has to read about that one thing. And so it becomes one of those, like, if you go back and read some of my earlier works, like, and I have, and it's always this, like, embarrassing thing where it's like, I just spent literally an entire page talking about someone's mouth. Um, and you know, that's it. It's the only thing, you know, teeth getting pointier, bones creaking. And it's one of those things to get this like level of like hyper detail. You almost just have to stop time. 
so it really ruins the sense uh, generally that you get the kind of cinematic idea when you're reading through something. It pulls you along with plot or action, but to add in this level of, I don't know if hyper-realism is quite, but this just sensual details that really gets you feeling the exact sensations you're looking for is, is very different. And you don't have exactly the same... Yeah, like visually, you know, if you draw a picture of something, often people put in onomatopoeia or something to help you along with um, how it should feel, like what the motions and things involved are like. And it's odd because you'll see onomatopoeia for things that don't even make sense at this point. Um, like, uh, what was one? Bulge can be an onomatopoeia, even though it doesn't make a sound. It makes like a feeling. And so in art, a lot of times you'll have these kind of like helpers. It's a lot stranger in writing, though, because you have to decide like, well, what sense are you going for? Are you going to talk about the sound of it, the feel of it? You know, are you going to do it impartially or describe it as that character feels it? And so I don't know, having details in writing is just very tricky because it's one of those pandora's box kind of things how deep does the rabbit hole actually go because mm -hmm. you can never describe all of it so you always have to be picking and choosing what you actually like put in okay i gotcha so yeah i can definitely see where you two are coming from in that regard so uh definitely a lot of details that do go into writing and uh i for me it seems like it's sort of the uh the details left out of art that you kind of don't see or, or maybe like the behind the scenes for a better understanding. So um, some great stuff from you two on that. So do appreciate it. And uh, we'll say that now we're going to go ahead and go to a short break and then we'll come back and continue. So uh, thanks everybody for listening and we'll be back for part two.